Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. This is Aaron Warby. I am joined again today by my beautiful wife, Tarina Warby. Hello. Um, and today I will be the bear, and that leaves Tarina with all the bull. I'm feeling um, a little bullish. <laughs> yeah, you are feeling bullish. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not. On the stuff I'm in, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling happy and bullish about it, so that's yes. fine. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, so, so Tarina is um is uh working in something where she's she's bullish mm-hmm. and uh and that's good because she's into the markets and trading and yep and uh we're going to celebrate that however Hooray. i'm gonna we're going to talk about some things today um you know because i want to uh, for some time i've been mostly i i don't know i've been on a trading high i yeah. suppose and so most of my talk has been uh, you know, just straight up in trading mode type stuff in the show over the over the last couple of weeks. Now I need to get back to some of the um, investing talk. So so more yeah, wealth building. Yeah, more wealth building. And the trade yeah. that I took today was more of a wealth trade. Like yeah. I just took it because it was at a really great price, and I was like, you know what, this is this also gives me a dividend. So I I just looked at it and I was like, you know what, that's just a great price. It's a yeah. really good price. I'm gonna buy it. And I'm okay with that price. And I'm okay, like, the way that I set everything up. I'll be monitoring it weekly, yeah. probably daily. And anyways, until I get out of it. But I, I do like it. I'm excited to see what the dividends will will be. Um, and then I thought, you know what? It's even better at this other demand zone. And so I put in a trade. Mm-hmm. And I purposely put it in for a trade. You know, I had my stop loss. I had sure. my I had my um, target. And so I feel good about that. Um, if it doesn't hit, I'm fine. I'm okay with that one. But like with the one that I went to, it was a it was a strategic move for wealth. I mean, for to long term wealth, you know. So to mm-hmm. build up my account with a dividend move, and then I plan to diversify and to open up um, a Roth IRA in um, take some of the Roth IRA money that I have in that this account. And move it into a foreign exchange where I can trade that. Not very much, but just to You're do. You're talking that. about a forex 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 account, account yeah. yeah. To do a foreign exchange. foreign currency exchange and to build it that way. So now that I've I've set my you yeah, know, well that, look at the, you, look at you, my income <laughs> you know strategy plan. I'm now going to diversify. So I'm really excited. It's it's taken me a while to um, get there, and there was a couple of trades like. I don't know, about a month ago, I was like, you know, I'm going to take this trade. I really feel good about this. I feel like it's at a good place. And he's like, nah, don't do it. And I came back and it had doubled in account size. And I was like, I got to trust myself. You know, I mean, it was one of those moments where I was like, I need to trust myself. And so this stock that I've been watching for like two months, that it was a different, this is a different stock, but this one that I was watching for two months, I, I just really felt good about it. And I felt like, okay, I'm willing to take the risk. I'm really willing to to trade into it oh excellent so i was happy yeah these are things that we've been talking about for a little while and Mm -hmm. and uh so i knew it was in the works and you're finally ready to do it i did i did double check it with you Mm -hmm. well i mean like i i double checked it with you and you're like oh my gosh it is a good price and stuff but i mean it was everything that i learned in in the online trading academy like everything that i was looking at i was like okay these are things that i learned i'm seeing it and it was really nice to like bounce it off of you but in the end i was all i'm taking this i like it i like where this stock is at and an awful it and it awful and it also <laughs> um gives me a dividend yield and yeah. so that's where i was really excited about and the dividend yield is greater than the movements and so like 
either way, like I feel I feel good yeah, about either it. Either way, you're a winner on that one. I hope so. I That's think so. Good. Yeah, so it was good. Yeah, so, you know, for those of you that don't know, uh, Trina and I are part of Online Trading Academy. Yeah. um, Which is, you know, the most trusted name in financial education, uh, at least by the the numbers. And um, we've been around for 25 some odd years. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Actually, 26 now. 26 now. Yeah. And Trina is, she's taken classes in the past. She's been in the market. She's been out. She's back in now, but she's learned a new skill, which is foreign currency exchange of Forex. Yeah. Right. And she's really excited to uh, get going with it. And I'm excited to see what she does. I am so excited. Like I've been, I've been hesitant to go and I've been very, because there's like interest rates you got to know about. And if you're going long, you get debited. I, I don't know if it's debit or credit, but you get uh-huh. The interest rate at the end of the the day, like that little window of time where it closes and opens back up. But if you're going short, it gets taken away from you, that right. interest rate. And so I was like, oh my gosh, what? And so I was, <laughs> I was a little bit panicked. But um, but then like I was playing around with an account and, and with an account size that was relatively small, very, uh-huh. you know, which I feel like most people could afford to open up a, sure. a 4x account and i looked at it and i i set up a trade and i was like where's my stop loss and it was like two bucks <laughs> right that was my stop loss and i was like yeah i'm willing to risk two dollars and that my gain my target was was well over two dollars we could say <laughs> i don't know how much it was like i'm like how, should i even say what it was sure. it was it was like 70 bucks and i yeah. was like i'm totally willing to risk two dollars to make 70 dollars right and so and with foreign exchange mm-hmm. it moves a little bit more slowly than futures and yeah. so i i actually like that it moves more slowly because i wanted to trade futures i was excited to trade futures i was I really was honing up my skills for futures. And when I started practicing, all of a sudden my kids started getting late to school because I wasn't (laughs) on them in the morning. Like, get up, go. Because a lot of times futures market moves really aggressively in the morning hours here in Arizona. And so it was right when my kids get up and they go to school and stuff. And I wasn't able to sit at my trades wall and I was getting angry and harried. And I just thought, this is not working. I we need, need to, to move to the East Coast. I need, yeah, actually, yeah. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, we need to move back to my hometown, Virginia, you know, Washington, D.C., Virginia. But anyway, so I, so I decided that for me, foreign exchange would be a better, because would be better for me right. personally, because I could, I could trade the Asian markets and get that movement, you know, and not be harried with all my kids and trying to get them to school on time yeah. and such. Well, and so, paying the interest... And it moves slower. I don't have to sit there right. depending on what I'm choosing. Yeah, paying the interest is something that, um, that you know, I needed a reminder of this week as well. So th- yeah. this week I actually uh, took a, a Forex trade um, and, 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 and I was shorting something. So <laughs> I had to pay the interest. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I was into it for a whole week. Now, I, I came out of it with... Um, you know, several hundred dollars, which was good. But then when I looked at the settlement, you know, the settlement was, was less than, than my profit. And I, I, for a second, I sat there thinking, what? What? Because, you know, for the most part, I'm I'm a, I'm a futures trader. I love futures trading. But you have to figure it out. Yeah. Well, and, and so you forget things if you haven't done it for a while. And, you know, so here I was in, in the uh, foreign currency exchange to Forex market, uh, taking a trade. And, <laughs> and uh, well, while everything worked, while I did well, I had forgotten some of the finer points. Yeah, know? like the commission fees and the settlement and all that kind of stuff that they take out. 
and stuff. Is that what yeah, you're talking well, about? Right. And, and in this case, it was the interest. It was the interest that got you. Here. Right. Yeah. You know, because I was into it. For, I was shorting for a whole week. Ugh. And, I, and I let it go because I was you're just every day up money. Right. Yeah. Now, was you know. this a practice a trade or was this a practice oh, account? No, no. Or yeah, this, the, this was, yeah, th- this was a, a demo trade that I set up with one of the students. Oh, okay. And I was just letting it go. You just wanted to see yeah, it. Yeah. But, but in the end, you know, it, it shows everything as if it were real. And so while I was way up, it was, you know, it wasn't the really settlement. Well, the settlement came as, out. Um, as much as you thought below yeah b- below the uh you know the actual the actual sell price my profit price yeah and right? so you forgot that they were going to take out the I'd little forgotten. extra yeah yeah and and so it was a good reminder now in futures it you is. also trade um you know foreign currency exchange and you don't mm-hmm. have the, the interest, settlement yeah, the interest the, the interest settlement because you're in and out in a day yeah you rarely are you going to carry this overnight and so um, you know, because of the way that the futures work, they don't have that same uh, yeah. dynamic. Um, and so most of my actual trades, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been doing the Aussie dollar lately. Um, that was my, if you heard that crinkle, that was my water bottle. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I've been doing the Aussie dollar lately anyway. Uh, yeah. You don't see that kind of settlement. Yeah. Um, so so it was a good wake up call to it, it be like, was, oh, I got to yeah, remember this reminder. in the foreign exchange and stuff. But yeah, yeah. so it, it's good. There's things that there's these little niche things that you want to know about and things and the report dates and like the banks and stuff there. And so like those are the things that I need to be aware about. So now I'm just working. I'm honing up my skills for foreign exchange to start um, doing right. that. And I'm, I'm excited to get into there. I'm excited for you. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank anyway. you. And I guess you can tell that we don't really <laughs> talk about, like we talk about trading, where are you at? Da, 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 but like, I didn't know he was doing a Forex trade this week. Like I had no clue. And yeah. Stuff. Like, well, she, well, paper she trading, leaves me you know, on but. my own. But you know, one of the things that is unique about our but education I know system, how much money we have in our accounts, I'll have you know that. <laughs> 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 so like, if you're like, me and my husband don't talk, and we don't tell each other what we lost or what we gained. Um, no, no, no. We talk. So there you go. Well, and, uh-huh. and actually, yeah, that, that was something that I wanted to highlight because, you know, one of the unique things about our educational system is in each of our classes, we encourage um, spouses to come together. Yeah. Right. So only one has the class, but we encourage them to bring a guest with them for free so that, um, because like a you know, family this, member and stuff. Yeah. Right. Because when it comes down to it, you always trade better if you've got an accountability partner. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's a lot like working out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get fit, have somebody that is going to keep you accountable working out with you. Yeah. And keeping your rules and stuff like, yeah. Uh, we had one person who came in this week and they were like, yeah, I didn't keep my rules on that one, but my spouse doesn't know. And I was all like, what? <laughs> They're like, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like my loss. And I was all, yeah, because you didn't That was keep, a big loss. That was, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't tell me how much it was, but they were just like, it was really big and I'm hoping to make it back. And I just thought, well, we need to get you with student support and let's talk about and set up a, a trading plan with you so that you have your rules right there. And so that was... That was good. And then, um, and then I had another person who came in and they said, Hey, they're going to cut They're a retake. Uh-huh. And they were just really cute about something. And they said, Hey, can you just really stress the point of stop loss? Like keep that rule stop loss in the upcoming, um, core strategies class. Yeah. And I was all, um, our, our, our instructor does that. He, he really hits that one hard. Yes. Like he want to be able to trade another day, keep the stop yeah. loss. Uh, well, you know, and I get, I get questioned, 
and especially by students all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, because um, I'll do trades with them and I've got a little practice trading account that I'll let them see, Yeah, you know, and we do trades together. And, um, and I'm very, you know, in my practice accounts, I'm well up and they can see it and they, you know, they look at me and say, how in the world are you, are you so, you know, are are you doing so well? How, Mm -hmm. How are you so successful? And I look them, you know, dead in the eyes and, and I say, I keep my rules and they, you know, I get the same comment all of the time. They just say, you must have nerves of steel because this is an emotional game. And anybody that's traded knows that this is an emotional game. You know, and, and I'll tell him, you know, right up front, I don't know if I have nerves of steel, but I do know that the I have rules my trading are important. Planned. Yeah. And so I keep my important. rules. Once yeah. I put that trade in, it is what it is. And I'm going to let it go. Yeah. No matter what my emotions tell me, I'm going to let it go. And you know what? It really Sometimes works. you're wrong and sometimes you're right. And oh, yeah. Well, you look at my account and you'll see things that are wrong. But when they're wrong, they're not wrong by much because my rules have kept me from large losses. Exactly. Exactly. Know? And sometimes we think we're better and that we're doing better. But I had a, I had a really great experience where um, I had shorted something. And this is years ago. This is before we had before I took online trading classes and stuff and we shorted this company and everyone's heard this a million times over, but like, and we thought they're not going to go bankrupt. They're just having this problem. They're going to reorganize. The stock's going to be okay. They went bankrupt and I lost all that money. (laughs) So like there's, there's some things that like you should know. And did I have a stop loss? Absolutely not. I didn't because I didn't know about that. And so I said, I'll never trade again. But after coming here, I, I really feel like I'm trading with, I'm developing skills that I'm that I'm trading that will help me as long as I keep my rules. I have my trading plan, yeah, and it's really important to have those things. So it was good. Yep, yep. Um, and the rules keep you keep you honest. Keep you uh, if you're following keep, them. Yeah, and, and they <laughs> and keep you an, away from the emotions. Yeah, and having an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. That's really important is to have that accountability partner. And yes. so, like, just like today, I was like, I'm taking it, but just look at it, you know. And do you see what I see? Yep. Okay. Cool. I'm going to go for it and I feel better about it. doesn't mean the trade's going to yeah. go my way, but I feel good about it. So yep. that's good. Okay. No more trading talk. You that's, want to that's talk right. about I other wanted things? To get Sorry. To, I wanted to get to investing and I was about to cut you off saying, all right, <laughs> yeah, we need to get back on point. I saw, I saw the look in your eyes. <laughs> there you go. I know you so well. <laughs> that's right. All right. So what I really want to talk about today is some of the wealth aspects. Okay. Um, now there were some things that happened. I'm d- going to mention just one more trading thing. Uh, coming up, okay, because we had some things. If that... you could see my eyes, they're rolling in my head. Oh, I was the bad one. Well, okay, go ahead, okay, Aaron. This one's planned, <laughs> though. Okay. We plan to talk about you, this yes, one. Yes, we plan to talk about this yeah. one. We're staying with the plan. <laughs> All right. So we had some numbers come out this week that were, you know, that are going to affect the markets and especially the wealth. Um, you know, you wealth investors out mm-hmm. there should pay attention to these, okay? Because we've been looking forward to the end of summer CPI, which is um, which is the price, the it's the inflation rate, core okay. price index, mm-hmm. right? CPI, and then the PPI, which is the producer price index. Okay. So we have consumer price index and producer price index. Say and- that five times in a row, real fast. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. Okay. I, yeah, maybe I could. I no. But we're not going to try. Anyway. Consumer price index. <laughs> no, it turns out it's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> consumer price index. Consumer price index. Okay. 
Let's yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we have the consumer price index and the producer price index. Uh, both of those talk about inflation, but in a slightly different way. So the yeah. consumer price index is how much are the prices that we pay at the grocery store, at the, you know, wherever you go to shop. How much are you paying mm-hmm. uh, for those? And then the producer price index is how much the producers have to pay for the raw materials that they uh, use to right. you know to uh, produce the products that we end up paying for, mm-hmm. and so the leading indicator for this for the c- consumer price index mm-hmm. is the producer price index. If their costs go up, then they're eventually going to pass it on to us. Yes. Okay. And so the Federal Reserve, who is trying to right now control uh, the consumer price index, mm-hmm. right? They've got a laser focus on that. Are going to look at some of these leading indicators. And I'm going to talk about a couple of them today okay. because they're not all wrapped up in, in the producer price index. But the okay. producer price index is one of those. And they're saying, all right, we do have continued upward pressure on, on inflation going forward. We saw some of that this month because the CPI was, you know, the pr- consumer price index was up. But the producer price index was the real surprise. And it was way up. Okay. Um, that's not a surprise. It's also not good. Yeah, right. it's not. It, when I you're looking at, at tomorrow's yeah. uh, news, you know, that, that means that we're going to have higher consumer price index inflation rates mm. in the future and why that's so important. Now, we're getting used to um, higher inflation a little bit. All right. We're no longer shocked by some of these numbers. We yeah. should be because that really is eating away at at your paycheck. Mm-hmm. All right. You can't buy as much as you used to be able to buy with the same money. Mm-hmm. It's also really eating away at your future retirement. Potential. Because because that this these inflation numbers, they're not coming back down. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when the prices go up, they're gonna stay up. And that mm-hmm. means that whatever you plan to retire with is now worth less in terms mm-hmm. of buying power. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a really bad thing. So uh, you know, so paying attention to these numbers is very important. The f- and the Federal Reserve certainly is because they want to get it back to 2%, which they are going to have a real hard time getting it back. Uh, this year, they've tried to raise interest rates to force companies to start laying people off, which will control some things. Mm-hmm. That has that not makes worked. Me sad. Yeah, well and, well, and then they like, when they release things, they'll be like, Oh, it's a point zero one percent better than what we speculated higher it would than be. What they expected, higher, yeah. higher than what we expected. That's good. Or a point zero percent lower than what we expected. We're so happy. You know, any way to make it a positive and sound like it's positive, that's what they're gonna do. And well, that's what the reports are gonna be saying. And so they're doing that. But then it's yeah. like actually it's worse. It's like that was their expectations, but yet it's higher than it yeah. was. Well, and, and you know, yeah. we really have to acknowledge because it's a fact of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm not going to get political on this show. Uh, it's just not my style. All right. Not even in my classes do I get political because yeah. it's a waste of time. Well, However, I think the thing is, is that people have their opinions and that's what their opinions are. And that's fine. I think because this needs to be a neutral ground. We're not into politics here at the Trading Academy. No. We're into trading. That's what we do. And so, and we love, you know, and I love listening to everybody's opinions. And I'm like, that's fine. But you're not going to hear Aaron and I go super political. You're you're not, you know, um, mostly because we think that everybody in Washington is, you know, a clown. And I don't care whether <laughs> I am offended by that. Because I don't care I whether they're re- wearing a red nose or a blue nose. Gover- <laughs> who work in the government and they're not all clowns. And some of them are very... 
Very yeah. smart. There's just things that they have well, to maybe see. It's just okay, the ones now that we are just on got, the radio. We just <clears throat> or okay. the TV. You know, whatever. <laughs> Here anyway. you go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but not going to get political. But we do have to acknowledge that there are political forces behind, um, you know, behind what's going on. And so when numbers are released, the numbers yeah. are the numbers. Mm-hmm. But how they're talked about is going to be influenced by. Mm-hmm. Uh, political persuasion of one one side or another. That's very true. Yeah. That's very so true. like it or not, you know, uh, some bad news can come out and there's going to be some spin to it one way or another, depending on who's influencing the media spin. Yeah. You know, um, and so uh, now this is very important because if you're looking at that, you have to be able to separate out in your mind what is actually happening in the reality. Yeah. Okay. Because if you can't, then it's going to affect the way you see the markets. Yes. Okay. Now, I I do want to talk about this for just a second because, you know, sometimes I allow, and I shouldn't, but I allow um, my views and and how I'm seeing the long-term picture of the economy, which Mm -hmm. is... You know what you I have to look at when I'm when I'm planning out my wealth mm-hmm. strategy for the next year or so. Okay, I'm I let those views start creeping into my trading. Mm-hmm. All right, you have to separate out in your mind if you want to do well in trading. You have to separate out in your mind the long term picture from the short term picture. Okay. All right, so you can't look at the market the same way when you're looking at trades as you do when you're looking at wealth. Right, the wealth investing type style. You have to you have to separate that out altogether because mm-hmm. you are looking at two totally different pictures. When you're wealth investing, mm-hmm. you know that that the wealth eventually the economy, well, the markets eventually follow the economy. Yeah. So if the economy is down, you know that eventually the markets are gonna go down. Eventually, but you don't but know no, when. when. You don't know when. Yeah. yeah. So economists are kind of like, um, you know, kind of like people who call earthquakes. Mm-hmm. They know that the earthquake is coming. Mm-hmm. All right. All of the factors are there. Everything, the science says that we're going to have an earthquake eventually. There's pressure on the fault line, this and that. Mm-hmm. But when is that going to happen? Yeah. Who knows? Okay, so we've got a lot happening in the economy that isn't showing up in the market right now. Eventually, the market is going to react to it. But it isn't yet. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, is if you're looking at the markets like Warren Buffett is, because Warren mm-hmm. Buffett's all in cash right now, meaning that he expects the economy to da- or the markets to take a dive following the economy, mm-hmm. he obviously doesn't know when, so he's still sitting in cash, right? Yeah. Um, however, uh, over this last week, you've watched the markets be up four out of the five days. Well, but right. but I think if they're going to... I'm sorry, I just yawned. Boy, you're bother- you're boring me. I'm just kidding. I'm actually not <laughs> bored at all. No, I'm just kidding. No, Ouch. but what I was gonna, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I what I was gonna say is what it seems like to me before something really, before a drawdown happens, mm-hmm. you have a lot of people who say, "It's so great. The markets are so great. It's so great. Oh my gosh, you gotta buy. You gotta get in. You gotta get in." And then all of a sudden everything drops and so you have all these people who are just really loud and saying these things but you have but there's a small minority who are saying it's actually overinflated it's and you see this in the housing market i mean i've seen this in the housing market like two times now and now you know and then and you've seen it in the in the stock market like when we were getting into 2000 with Mm -hmm. the bit 
with the dot com bust, right? Like yeah. you heard people say, wait, it's overinflated. There's no substance between gotta these get companies. Yeah. Gotta get into AOL. You gotta get into all these things. Yeah. And I don't know if it was those, but they had all these other startup companies that were there. And then all of a sudden it came and everybody said, What happened? You well, know, and, and so so if if Warren Buffett's in cash, I I wonder if he was in cash right before the dot com. Yeah. You know, in the two thousand eight, nine, you know, the housing market was overinflated again, you know, yeah. and everybody said, oh, you got to get into houses, you got to, you know, and, and well, the housing market and stuff. And then it, boop, bubble bursted and it took forever to recuperate. Sorry, yeah. I'll let you talk. No, no, you need to learn who to trust. Yeah. Okay. Because there are certain voices that know what they're talking about. Um, there's going to be those that are simply perma bears. Yeah. Always saying and you may that things be one are going to crash. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We're, we're going to find out. We'll find out. Okay. Um, there, so there's going to be the perma bears, and but then there's going to be those that actually know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and there were some that knew what they were talking about. In fact, one of them, uh, you know, who's typically very bullish, mm-hmm. Jeremy Siegel, was in 2000 was very bearish mm-hmm. um and he you know even coined a new phrase irrational exuberance mm-hmm. and that's a phrase that we've uh, heard recently as well from some of the same voices okay all right uh so y- y- when you're so there is some caution there oh there is some caution yeah you need to be cautious. Yeah. Yeah. um but warren buffett doesn't talk a lot about whether the market is in a bull run or in a spare no, run he doesn't but what he does do is he files his reports all right he takes money out of the market when he thinks it's going to go down and he puts Mm -hmm. it back in when he thinks it's going to go up. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting in a lot of cash right now, indicating that he doesn't see anything worth buying. That should be a clue. Okay. Um, Now, you've got to separate that out in your mind from what's going on on a daily basis if you're a trader. Mm -hmm. Because if you're a trader, you have to let the chart speak for itself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes... I'm in the mode of, oh, I saw the PPI come out or I saw the CPI come out. It was hotter than expected. We should see it uh, sell off in the markets. And, and it goes the I'm, other way. Yeah. If I'm not watching the chart, then I'm going to miss out on on a movement because uh, for the last year or so. Because you're using old strategies. Yeah. That, well, you know, instead of looking at the chart and so, saying, what is the chart telling me? Oh, the sentiment is up. Well, yeah. So yeah. I was trained back in, you know, the 80s and 90s as a as a value trader. And it's sometimes still hard for me not to go back to my roots, mm-hmm. even though the market is totally different now. Yeah. All right. There was a massive change in the market in 1996. It was a total paradigm shift. And if you're still using the same things that you used back in the mid to early 90s, 80s, some, you know, mm-hmm. 70s, um, in order to make your decisions in trading, then you're you're falling way behind. Now, some of that value trading, investing uh, knowledge still carries over because it helps you see where the economy is going. Mm-hmm. If you understand how to look at the leading indicators um, and, and things like that, then you're probably going to be better off in your overall wealth. Mm-hmm. But you're going to call things. You're going to start you know, getting out of the market two years before you should, yeah. something like that. Um, getting into the market probably a little bit before you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's very valuable now to understand how things actually work these days. Yeah. Okay. Where it used to be value now because of the entrance into the market. So mm-hmm. back, back in the eighties and nineties, the only people that could actually trade or invest mm-hmm. were professionals. Yeah. You wanted to go to the floor, 
you had to be a professional. Yeah. All right. Um, everybody else called the professionals to tell them to go and buy what whatever mm. it was. They were charged a couple of bucks for that. Oh, yeah. $50 a trade. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, but you had to call somebody to do it for you, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and because of that, they were getting professional advice. Yeah. But the professionals were going and, and trading with the professionals, and both professionals knew how to value trade. And so the prices were based on on actual numbers. Now, in the 90s, all of a sudden, you don't have, you know, the late 90s, I should say, mm-hmm. 96 and later, all of a sudden, everybody could go to the internet and trade. But what mm-hmm. that meant, what that means is, is you no longer is the market full of professionals. Now it's full of just whoever has an idea and a little bit of money, right? And so they get excited about uh, Yahoo or AOL or or some company like that. Sentiment. They're seeing, oh, this is oh, a yeah, great now company. It's, all emotional, it, it's, right? it's offering people so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've got these massive emotional moves here and there. And and so, you know, you, you have to forget what was going on back then mm-hmm. when the environment was different and adapt to the new, more emotional environment that we've got today. The sentiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sentiment. And so the thing is, is when I tell people, hey, uh, when you trade, you trade from the chart, and they look at me like, "Oh no, another you know another chart guy." I've heard about the charts all day long. Well, guess what? I know how to trade. I'm going to buy. I'm going to find the next Apple. Well, you're probably not. Okay, <laughs> the numbers are showing quite effectively that 96% of the people out there fail to recognize the Apple when yeah. it's still you know when it's still a good buy. When and, it's and, a baby, yeah, they're. They only recognize in hindsight. All right. But the chart always tells you what's going on. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I want you to understand the chart isn't a magic wand. All right. It's not a seer into the future, but it does describe the emotion and manipulation that are in the market. Mm -hmm. And because it's human beings in the market, okay, still, Mm -hmm. um, and even the attempt that humans have of trying to uh, be unpredictable. Yeah doesn't work all that way. You know, the the thing is, is we're still very predictable. And the chart shows that predictability. Mm-hmm. And so if you understand the chart, you're going to do much better in your trading. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but in your investing, you need to, need to understand the longer indicators. And so that's what I'm kind of talking mm-hmm. about. We've got the PPI and the CPI, which are indicators for the future that we're going to have higher inflation, meaning that the Federal Reserve is going to continue to combat inflation. By raising interest rates. Interest rates oh, up, gee. which is going to further hurt companies. Now, I talked about this last week, but companies are already feeling the bite. Mm-hmm. We've had a spike in uh, bankruptcies. Mm-hmm. which means that we've also got a spike in zombie companies, those mm-hmm. next bankruptcies with the next, you know, with the next market, uh, I don't know, so, some sort of pullback and all of a sudden all those zomb- zombies just go out of, out, mm-hmm. of, uh, out of business. But we've had a 40, 54% spike year over year in bankruptcies. Mm. Okay. Uh, banks are still having a difficult time covering. I know that they're doing a great job of hushing it up, but if you look at their numbers, they're having a difficult time covering uh, their deposits, covering their um, their risk. It could get real bad. Yeah. It, it could get nasty in a heartbeat. Okay. And that's what Warren Buffett is looking at. Well, and what I'm really hoping is, is I'm hoping that sentiment... I don't know. I guess I just kind of hope, well, if we stay positive and we have good sentiment that I know this is stupid and very mm. Pollyannish, 
that maybe we can ride this out and there won't be too much devastation from what's going on. Well, yeah. And so I think that, you know, what happened in the markets today Mm -hmm. kind of tells uh, two stories because there are still, you know, basically two types of individuals in the market. Mm -hmm. There is the individual individual, Mm -hmm. right? The consumers that are in the market, the Mm -hmm. know nothing, I'm just going to trade based on my emotions. Mm -hmm. And then there are the large trading houses. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, when you walk into the casino, you -hmm. either walk in the front door or the back door. All right. (laughs) Now, the front door are for the suckers. It's beautiful and it's amazing. Right. You got all the lights and everything looks lovely. And yeah, yeah. if you're walking in as a customer, then prepare to lose because that's what customers are supposed to do. Mm -hmm. All right. If you're walking in the back doors, it's because you own the casino or you're a professional. And the professionals end up taking money out and they're getting their money from the people that don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. All right. So you've got the professionals who know what's going on and then you've got the, the consumers. And so here on Thursday, the CPI and the PPI numbers came out, you know, yeah. and, and inflation went up, which is bad overall. Yes. And the market is going to recognize that it's bad. They are going to predict that the federal reserve is going to raise the rates, which mm-hmm. they don't want to happen. That's going to hurt the, uh, companies that you know and so the stocks are going to are going to ultimately suffer at least that's what's supposed to happen so the professionals are going to price that in but they are going to want to juice every cent out of the you know the know nothings that they can oh yeah and so cpi came out and the market went up Mm -hmm. right uh the ppi came out and it was bad but the market market went up and milked out some more profits it to go down and, and then so then friday when the professionals are saying i don't trust it over the weekend it took a nosedive it mm-hmm. just dropped straight off yeah like it was supposed to do back on wednesday and thursday yeah right okay so that was the market pricing everything in mm-hmm. uh, they don't want to hang out over the weekend they'll go ahead and trade during the week but they are certainly not going to leave their money hanging out there and so they simply sold off and that's what we saw in the nosedive on friday so would you okay. expect a nosedive on monday or do you expect it to kind of go down and then go up? Or oh. well, that's hard to. That's really kind of hard to. Yeah, that, that's going to be hard. You know, uh, we we watched some of the bit larger houses mm-hmm. pull out of the market uh, during the first two quarters of this year, mm-hmm. and it didn't go well for them. Right, mm-hmm. the markets kept going up. They were losing money in um, in July. They had to say, oh, you know what? Uh, and this was during their um, their slow season. Well, their yeah. vacation. Well, okay, so. Yeah, uh, June or August is usually their oh, okay, sorry. Uh, where where they're going on vacation. That's why August is kind of uh, sluggish and it's a little bit uh, unpredictable because mm-hmm. the, you know many of the large trading houses have so many people that are that are out taking vacation. Yeah, and so you know you don't see the same regularity that the larger trading houses bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but then in September, depending on what they see, either it's going to be a good month or a really bad month. And we're probably looking towards September being a kind of a choppy down month. Okay. All right. Because um, because the trading houses are still waiting for something bad to happen, like they were in the first couple of, uh, couple of quarters here. Mm-hmm. But now it's looking a little bit more solid that the, that the bad's going to happen, right? Um, they're not spreading that around. Again, there's spin everywhere, right? Uh, but the numbers are telling a, a bad story. So what's going to happen? 
I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball in my wealth. I'm going to be prepared for it to go down, but also, um, you know, uh, looking for, for up opportunities um, mm-hmm. in, in sectors that are likely not going to get uh, hit as hard. If you want to see how that's done, come into one of our free classes. Yeah. All right, it's free. You just go to our website. Uh, www.tradingacademy.com and register for a class. Mm-hmm. All right. And we show you how to look at things in the right way mm-hmm. um, and prepare for either scenario mm-hmm. going up or down and take advantage of it one way yeah. or another. All right. Um, but be prepared all, at all times for both scenarios. Well, I mean, like part of me is like either it's going to take a nosedive in October or it's going to go well. It's going to be like, meh, kind of calm, not too much, not too much. Yeah. And then after Christmas. Yeah. So is this 2008 or 2011? I don't know. Mm. Well, don't and, know. and the thing is, is that if you, you know, in the industry here, uh, we say that those that live by the crystal ball end up eating a lot of glass. That's right. So I'm going to be looking at the charts. I hope you'll be looking at the charts to make your decisions. Yeah. And, and you wealth traders out there, just know that there's uh, such a thing as protective puts. That's insurance on your on your holdings, allowing you to allow them to keep going up. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if the market just takes a, a nosedive, then that's what the protective put is there. That's your insurance policy, mm-hmm. right? So you can always be ready for both the up and the down. Yep. Take advantage of what uh, of the movement that's there, but still not put yourself at very much risk, right? Yeah. That's what it's there for. Okay. And the, and in the meantime, with uh, you know with the charts, yeah, the chart's going to tell you the story of the day. It's it going to tell even, you the story of the sentiment that's going on yeah. in the markets. And Which means that you're going to see the story probably for the next couple of days out. Yeah. And I guess I should have said the winter, the winter holidays. Don't mm. want to, don't want to, I mean, we're going to include everybody. <laughs> that's very PC of you. you that's right. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't want to offend anybody. Like, I, I love you all. Yeah. Okay. So, so a couple of go. other things. We've talked about the CPI and the PPI. Now, there's a couple of leading indicators for inflation mm-hmm. that because the um, producer price index, while it is a leading indicator for, uh, you know, for the CPI, the, the consumer price index, a good trader will know the leading indicator for the producer price index. Mm-hmm. Here's a couple of them. Okay. So the, these are a couple of things that have happened this week. We have energy prices spiking. And because of the constraint that we're seeing both in, in the Russian, uh, you know, oil and also in uh, the Saudi Arabia oil mm-hmm. or, you know, um, the, some of the larger producers of, of uh, the energy uh, mm-hmm. type things that we've got. Sectors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As they are constricting their, their supply, that means that the demand remains, but the supply is constrained. We're going to see higher prices m- right. more, more than likely. Oh yeah, okay. like last week I paid like not very much. What I consider not very much right now. And I I went to a I went Well, and last checked. week you were complaining about it. This week you're really complaining about yeah. it. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I wasn't that complaining. I was like, <laughs> "All right, it's at a decent price. It's not a 3.99, right?" And then I then I was just at Costco the, the other day at a place that I assumed would have a good price and it was like a dollar more. Yes. Than what I paid and I went, "Oh no." I need to pay attention. And I did notice the gas prices going up in oil. Right. Like, I mean, in gas, you know, in oil. And I was like, oh, but I, I just was like, eh, I'm not trading that. And so I just didn't even look at it, didn't even process my mind until I thought, <laughs> I should probably fill up my tank. And then I was like, oh, crap, I wasn't paying attention. I should have 
you know, filled up my tank. My tank was yep. half full, so it, it's half full. So. Yeah, well, and so the energy prices actually, you know, um, hit the uh, the businesses. Yeah. And, and that's a leading indicator for the producer price index. So now our power bill is going to go up. Well, power bill, but also the business power bill, which means that they have to now raise their prices in order to pay for that, right? Right. And the transportation costs and all of the rest of it. Right. Um, another driver for... For the producer price index mm-hmm. is the um, is wages. Mm. So if you've been watching the news, you'll you've seen that we've had a lot of people on strike lately trying to get higher wages. Right, right. Um, big news in Hollywood because all of the writers were striking. were striking, and now television shows are suffering. They're not as funny as they used to. I don't even know. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to it, which I mean, I mean, you know, I don't, we don't watch a lot of sitcoms, I suppose, but yeah, there's been that strike. All right. Um, and that's made news in the teamster strike with the UPS drivers. Mm -hmm. So the UPS drivers can now make some $85,000 a year in some areas, something like that, which is better than nurses make nurses have, you know, four year degrees and things like that. Mm. <laughs> you're trying to like you're trying to like like get I'm me not, into this i'm not getting into this like no, I'm, I'm, if these I'm, I'm people really feel like they need this to is, do it and ups drivers man they carry some heavy boxes and okay. they get damaged too i'm just saying it, i'm no, not getting in the middle of it i see this both is not sides hate speech at all okay. okay what it is is that it is a sign of the times because right. it's not only the UPS drivers. Those are just the ones making headlines. Right. But it's all of the sectors that are that are pushing for higher wages, right? And they're pushing for it because of the yep. inflation that's happening. They see it and they're like, holy crap, yep. I can't stay on top of it. I mean, gas has risen double right. the price. And, and um, now it's UAW that is striking, uh, those people that produce cars, and so yeah. we're going to see, um, you know, the the vehicle uh, prices probably go up. start going up. Now they're going to go up because of shortages in in supply, mm-hmm. as everybody is, you know, all of the producers are on strike. But also in the long run, when they get their wage increase, that has to be put into the price. And so we're going to continue seeing well, I don't price think so increases. because they they increased the wages on cars over COVID. Like I mean not the wages, they increased the prices by a lot. Well, they did during but they, COVID. they come back down a bit. Okay, I haven't which, paid attention to car prices so that's Yeah, right. well and and so you know, I look at these reports did you because see my, could you, did you hear the bitterness in my voice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, and there were two different people that were raising the prices, all right? There's those that sell the cars and then those that produce the cars. Yeah. Uh, the long-term uh, inflation is going, to be, is going to be dictated by those producing the cars. Mm-hmm. And so when they start pushing the prices up, then there is no, no choice. The dealers, the car dealers they out have there to have up. to push it up yeah, as well. Yeah, and so it's all about getting into it at the right time. Well, things, but yeah. it's also an indication of what's going to happen in the future. And so as we look at this, you know, the Federal Reserve is continuing to raise interest rates in order to control inflation. But all of these factors are saying that we're going to continue having inflationary pressures in the future, which is going to cause more pain for the Fed, and the Fed is going to pass that pain on. Well, and it's to, also going to—it's putting more pain or more pressure onto this little bubble that we have going on, or this big bubble. And yes, that could. So create, when is it going to pop? That's right. I mean, yeah. so. Yep, and so we're going to look at all of those things and say what's going to happen in the future. Maybe we ought to get prepared. 
by having protected puts, you know, or or by taking some of the risk off the table and, and taking our money into sectors where we're not going to get hit quite as hard. Now, most people, when they see that, either run to gold or bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen a lot of people run to bonds, but the those that do the best in the markets among us are not into bonds. Mm. You know, so if you look at the Ray Dalios of the world and the Warren Buffetts, they're not running to bonds right now. In fact, they're all in cash, hmm. okay? And and that might tell a story about what's going to be happening in the bond market or what's going to be happening, what they're expecting to happen in the stock market in the near future, okay? Now, as a futures trader, don't care, really. <laughs> you know, one way or another, you know, I, I'm going to be taking advantage of the short or the long. It doesn't matter to me. But I think everybody should know how to do this and start um, know know at least what moves you can make to manage your money because this is going to, just like 2008, 2000, it's going to really strip your, your wealth if you don't know what you're doing. Or it's going to make generational wealth yeah. if you do know what you're doing. Potentially, yeah. Could, all right? Warren Buffett said that uh, risk is what you don't know and risk is what you don't control. So learn how to control and, and uh, figure out what you don't know, okay? We have classes for that, and I'm going to invite you to our classes again. We're going to just end on this happy note, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Online Trading Academy, around for 26 years, the most trusted name in financial education, offers free classes to the public. These are only three hours. You're not going to learn how to trade. It's introductory, but... But you're, you are going to get a good idea of how to look at the markets in the right way. Yep. Okay, it's so really a three a three hour class. Um, we put it on a couple of times a week, both during the weekend and on the weekend. And there is some online classes. I'm not a fan, but there are online classes. I prefer students in person where they can actually ask questions mm-hmm. and see things where where the whole class is understanding instead of people being lost and distracted online. Mm-hmm. But you do what you you've got to do. Okay, um, either way, you go to our our website to uh, register. It's mm-hmm. www.tradingacademy.com. Mm-hmm. And um, and when you get there, just uh, say, I want to learn more. And, and a bunch of classes, free classes are going to pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, register for one of those classes. If you're in the Phoenix area, come in and see me. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to see you in class. And, and tell, you know, just tell me when you get there that you've been listening to our podcast. Okay. Um, if you're not in the Phoenix area, you can still take the classes. It might be online. It might be in person. But Go to www.tradingacademy.com and find out for yourself. They have centers all around the world. That's right. Uh, Get registered into one. I think that's the important message for this week. And on that note, we're going to close. And I hope that you're listening again next week where we will have another exciting. (laughs) (laughs) So see you then. Bye. (laughs) 